It's Tuesday the 14th of March 2023. Welcome to The Fast Five by Fear and Greed, where we give you the top five business stories you need to know in just five minutes. I'm Michael Thompson and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Sean, five stories in five minutes. Story number one is the story that everybody's been talking about now for the last few days. The US Federal Reserve will bail out depositors in the failed Silicon Valley Bank, but that might not be enough to prevent repercussions for the global tech and property sectors and really any business that doesn't regularly put a value on what they own. Yes, the short-term crisis is over, but maybe not the long-term crisis. As you said, the Fed has stepped in to make sure organisations get their deposits back, including some Australian companies such as Life360, Whisper, Sezzle and Sightminder. But the collapse of SVB has put under the spotlight the practices of not just regional banks in the US, but also companies who don't regularly revalue their assets. Now, part of the problem at SVB is it worked pretty much with one sector, the tech sector. Another big part of it is that it didn't match its assets and liabilities, which many organisations do via taking out hedging or insurance policies. Now, as interest rates rose, the value of some of the assets, notably fixed income products, fell. I'll try and explain that in more simple terms. It's a bit like the Aussie property market. The value of homes across the country is down nearly 10%. If you're a lender using housing as collateral, you need to take that fall in value into account. The point about all this is that the spotlight is going to fall on these companies that don't revalue assets. It might be a property company, for example, that hasn't revalued a property. Is it really worth as much as they say it is? Could be about plant and equipment at a manufacturer. It could have something to do with a tech company. What is fairly certain from all this is that lenders will be much more cautious around valuations, and that will happen in Australia too. It'll be harder to get a loan. You'd imagine the regulators are also wondering what they should be doing. Should they be more aggressive? It's pretty much the only topic in financial markets at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And story two is very much linked to story number one because the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank has had a big impact on markets. Yes. So particularly fixed income markets with yields on three-year bonds falling. Now, yields on bonds in short reflect expectations of future interest rate rises. Futures markets are forecasting that the Reserve Bank will now lift interest rates only one more time. And in fact, they've ascribed a 70% chance that it won't shift on rates next month. It's because investors are taking the view that the central banks around the world won't want to risk more bank collapses by pushing rates much higher. It is quite incredible, Michael, how the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank in the US, which most of us had never heard of, has changed the view on how high interest rates will go in Australia. Yeah, that is interesting, actually. Story number three, Sean, is though completely unrelated to all of those, and it is all about submarines. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, US President Joe Biden, and British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak have announced the launch of a major AUKUS sub-deal, which should create up to 20,000 local jobs. Albanese yesterday said it was a new dawn for the nation's defence policy that was ahead of the announcement of the purchase of up to five US nuclear-powered submarines. That's used submarines, of course, while a new fleet is being built using British design and US technology. Now, the Australian government has done its best to keep details of the deal under wraps. But, Michael, pardon the pun, there's been plenty of leaks about this sub-story. Yesterday, the Prime Minister was walking with this Royal Australian Navy Chief Vice Admiral Mark Hammond, who, like his boss, was wearing a Rabbitohs cap. Market watches yesterday, including national security expert John Blacksland, said the deal could create around 20,000 jobs for the next three years, according to Financial Review. That is pretty big. Sure is. Okay, on to story number four. And a new report from research house CoreLogic says it is getting closer to the bottom of the housing market, but it is still too soon to call the downturn over. 
The report looks at the three years since the beginning of the pandemic. It says that in recent weeks, there's been a stabilising of prices, but while rates are rising, it's hard to say there'll be no more falls. The report shows that notwithstanding the big falls in house prices over the past year, national dwelling values are almost 15% higher than three years ago. Across the nation, Adelaide houses have come out on top with values 44% higher than at the end of March 2020. That's worth about $211,000 to homeowners in that city. For Sydney, the rise has been about 120000 but in Melbourne, house values have actually declined. A couple of other points from the report. Regional values are generally higher, up around 30%, and the preference for houses over units during the pandemic is easing. Finally, Sean, story number five. This is quite remarkable. Cyclone Freddy, which is a storm lashing Mozambique for a second time, is solidifying its status as the most relentless tropical cyclone ever observed. On March 7, it became the longest-lived tropical cyclone ever recorded, according to a report in the Washington Post. Now it's shattered the record for the planet's most energetic storm. The storm first developed on February 6, north of Western Australia. It's traced an 8,850-kilometre path to southeastern Africa. It struck Madagascar a couple of times, same with Mozambique. The storm was blamed for 27 deaths in Madagascar and Mozambique when it hit the two countries last month. Now, Freddie attained Category 5 strength twice over the southern Indian Ocean in mid-February and has been named for 34 days. That eclipses the previous world record holder, Hurricane John, which spent 31 days as a named Pacific storm back in 1994. That's pretty terrifying, really. There we go. The top five business stories in five minutes. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Tuesday, the 14th of March, 2023. Remember to hit follow on the podcast. If five minutes isn't enough, you can find our longer daily show called Fear and Greed wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Have a great day. Listener.